Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, we are now past almost all graduations and end of the year school year celebrations here in the United States. And I want to take a moment to reflect on our opportunity for ourselves, the graduates, those in transition, and anyone who wants to listen to take advantage of the opportunity to move into a constant state of gratitude and focus on who got you to this moment that you are in. And that is through a process. I've been blessed to have spoken at many graduations in my different roles over the course of my career. And when I was a young teacher, I struggled the first time I was asked to speak because I was literally 11 months past my own college graduation when the students graduating from high school asked me to be their class speaker. That was an honor, but I had a terrible month leading up to the graduation thinking about what I was going to say to these high school graduates that were my youngest brother's age. What advice and wisdom do I have for them? Well, it turns out I actually had some good advice. At least, I think so. What did I choose to talk about way back in the early 90s? Risk. I remember very clearly worrying that my message would be met by the veteran faculty and the parents as naive. And I also recall eventually thinking, I'm not here to talk to the old people. I'm here to talk to the young people. The ones who are nervously staring at their futures. Before I go into the story and a process for you to employ with those in transition, I want to remind you about who we are expected to be. We are to be leaders, leaders who have every single day the ability to recognize that we have influence, and we are hyper aware of the simple fact that we get the opportunity to lead. We are also charging into the storms we are facing with optimism, perseverance, and tenacity, all while demonstrating empathy and reflection in all of our actions. It is our responsibility to support reflection in the worlds of those we love and serve. And that is what I'm hoping to do as so many people we know are in a state of transition. I mean, Summer Megan has arrived with the end of the school year, and she has already started to worry about next school year. And she has months not to worry about anything. Now, if you're new to the podcast, Summer Megan is what I call my wife between mid-June and mid-August. She is a 7th grade language arts teacher and a darn good one. However, as I wrote in a note to her last week, Summer Megan is the one I love, but Teacher Megan is who the world needs. Well, there are a lot of people in positions of transition right now, and that's what I want to talk about in the context of a message that I gave my daughter the other day and to all of us in transition. Now, my first graduation speech was five minutes long, and I remember thinking, wow, I cannot believe I have this much time. Now? All these years later, I could barely introduce myself in five minutes. My message was simple. Take risks and cash in your ticket. I continue to believe that each day is a new start. And when I spoke to that class, my message was all about the opportunities and risks they should take as they grow and learn more throughout their life. I believe that we all need to take risks each day and push ourselves outside of our comfort zone to find out how strong we actually are as we approach the new opportunities faced by each sunrise. Comfort is compliance, and risk is rewarded with confidence. I also believe that a transition is a ticket to something new and exciting. A diploma, ending a school year, or when you leave a job, those aren't receipts. They're tickets to a future, a future that we define. No one else, no one else defines it. We do with our choices from our environments that we stepped into. 
I left the kids with a strong message of doing things that they wouldn't normally do, giving people chances that they would normally avoid, and chasing what inspires and excites them. Dreams are when you are sleeping. Your imagination is when you're awake. Imagine it, chase it, make it. That was my message in 1995, and I know it because I recently found it in a box in our crawl space, and it had me thinking a bunch about my message from so many years ago and what I would say today. Now, now, and in my current season of life, I have a slightly different message. Through my life, the one thing that I have added to my message, that is beyond the passionate conversations about buffaloes and charging into storms that we're facing, my message is this. Never repeat what frustrates. Take your risks. Attack your regrets and live with gratitude. The best people I know have a few attributes and I just want to be around them all of the time because those attributes are the things I just said. Positivity. They move forward. They're not regret thinkers. I want to be around them all of the time because they are constantly learning, growing, moving forward and seem to let things bother them for a nanosecond and they move forward. I get great energy from those types of people and I didn't always hang around with that type of a person. But now, I want to share with you what it is I've learned from watching great people my entire life. To all my friends in a transition, here is the way to move yourself forward and make the most of your new opportunity. Behavior 1. Never repeat what is frustrating. If you find yourself frustrated by something or doing something that is not working, stop. For some reason, too many of us go into these warped cycles where people fail to find out what they need to do. They fail to step out of the repetitiveness of madness and they grow frustrated, cast blame, and won't address what it is that's bothering them. Life offers us a chance for a fresh start every day. Heck, every minute. When we find ourselves in a situation that we do not like, it's up to us and only us to get out of it. So much resentment and frustration is caused by people sitting around waiting for someone else to come to the rescue. Life is not a Disney movie. There is no hero sitting around the corner waiting to fly in for us. And the quicker we realize that, well, we alone control our choices. And when we find that out, we can actually drive our destiny faster. And we will find ourselves in a position of control and ultimately happy. I recently saw Woody Harrison talk about how he deals with stress. He said, I don't even think about it. I sat there. How could you not even think about it? And then he followed up with, I just move forward and control what I can. Then last Tuesday, while I was at a conference, I heard a speaker say that organizations that are highly stressed spend too much time trying to control what they cannot. That was a great line from a great person. And I thought, wow, every anxious person is working on trying to control things that are beyond their control. And no wonder. We have so many people so anxious. Never repeat what is frustrating you. It's so simple, yet so hard to practice. However, if you find yourself doing the same thing over and over, and it is frustrating and causing you to feel fatigued and like a failure, you have to step outside of the situation and fix it. Blaming others for your own misery is useless and not useful. Every moment of every day, we have a choice, and the choice is always our own. Stop frustrating yourself and charge forward. Step two, the second piece of advice, take risks. Taking risks directly aligns with your confidence. The more risks, the more life lessons, the more confidence to move forward and be who you want to be. 
I know so many people who are afraid to just simply tell a server at a restaurant that they got the wrong order, and that is often mind-boggling to me. I have no idea why anyone would be afraid to get what they ordered and afraid that they would upset a total stranger whose job is, quite literally, to serve you and make you want to come back for more by giving you what you asked for. Taking risks in a transition is how we actually change ourselves for the better. High school graduates going off to work, military service, or college need to be shown how to take risks. Now, I'm not talking about, like, surfing on top of a minivan on a county highway going 55 miles per hour. (laughs) I'm still denying that. I am talking about stepping out of your comfort zone, growing new friendships, volunteering for assignments, joining clubs, going out for things. K-12 kids are burdened with so many false social structures, and when you get out of high school... Suddenly, you're in a world with people of all ages, all life experiences, all personalities, all ethnicities, and all talents. What could be very intimidating, well, is instead a real opportunity to grow and learn, to learn about yourself and the world you live in. When you're in a transition, it's important to take advantage of every new thing that is occurring around you. Embrace the messiness of not knowing what is next and surround yourself with other people who bring you energy and create for you and excitement for life. High school is so tough on so many people, including the staff, because so many unimportant things are considered important. And yet, they are life and death for those in the middle of that storm. Those of us with a little bit of wisdom stepping outside of it, we view it like it's nonsense. But when you're in that storm, it's tough. Now, weirdly, some of us work in places that feel like high school. And yet, We won't take the risk to confront it. And many times that's because we operated in the same weird social structures and constructs after high school that we did while we were in high school. It's our choice. Step out of it. Now, a transition, well, that offers us the opportunity to step out and be new. But that takes risk. The risk is to do things that we wouldn't normally do. But when you step into a transition, you also get to step away from what likely was holding you back before. When I speak to high school graduates, I stress the importance of doing new things and not being who you thought society wanted you to be. It's incredibly freeing when you figure out what you want to do, what you think you're supposed to do, and when you compound that feeling of confidence with new skills, friends, experiences, and feels. When I was in high school, I was terrified of the idea of other people voting for me or running for an office. I knew most people in my class, and I didn't want to be a loser. I, I wasn't that popular, so I never ran for anything. Then my freshman year of college, our political science professor who oversaw student government said that he wanted each of us to run for SGA. I had the same weird sinking feeling in my stomach, even though I had transitioned to college. I didn't want to be one of those kids. Then, as I was walking out, a classmate that I had met only at the beginning of the school year came up to me and he said, Hey, I'd vote for you, Knightsky. I was like, You would? And he said, Yeah, you appear to have it together. I said, I don't want to run and lose. And he said, Well, if you lose, who cares? Nobody knows us here. It's not like high school. Well, that comment stuck with me my entire life and comes back to me often when I feel like I don't know if I should take a risk and throw my hat into the ring. I ran for student government, I won. And it led to all kinds of life experiences I never saw coming. That single choice in a year of transition with a nudge from an unknowing buffalo led me to have the courage to take a risk. As leaders, it's our job to support people to take risks so that they discover new things about themselves. We have a responsibility to support people in transition so that they take micro risks in their new environment and then find themselves in a macro successful situation. 
Let's get to the third area. The third area for us is to encourage in a time period of transition and make sure to teach and encourage people to attack their regrets. Yeah, I said attack. Regret is a weird word. It's actually defined as sorrow aroused by circumstances beyond one's control or power to repair. My entire life, I've always said that I try to live every day without regret. (laughs) And a couple of years ago, I honestly regretted that I did that. It made me risk averse on occasion, created unneeded anxiety. And as a result, I stopped that mindset and I coach others to stop attempting to live that way. And instead, I believe that in a time of transition, we should attack our regrets and set ourselves up so that we are content in the future. The opportunity to coach around this point came up the other day when my daughter Grace, who graduates this weekend, said to her cousin, I tried so hard during high school to protect my peace that I rarely did anything with other people outside of school. So all of the social events that were during the course of high school were weird for me. Oh, as her dad, when I overheard her say that, my heart crushed. And I immediately thought, I can't wait for this transition for her. She was well aware of her wishes, missed opportunities, and understood the position she put herself in. And now, as she is in the fog of nostalgia, she is wishing she had done it differently. Well, life only lives one way, forward. So now, the expectation placed upon her is to attack that regret and make a change moving forward. Seriously, she can live the rest of her life wishing she had done high school different, or she can take the transition and say, never going to do that again, and move herself forward and step into the storms that she's facing, take risks, do things that bring her joy, and finish the next journey reflecting on how much more she got out of the new times in her life. As leaders, when people get a new job, a new start, a new stage, or a new season, there is no use thinking about what went wrong in the past. I mean, yeah, learn from it, reflect on it, and think about how to improve, but leave it at that. Resentment grows from weird regrets, and when we perseverate over what bothers us, well, we find ourselves in a vortex of anxiety that spins quickly into a depressive and lonely state of blame. Attack your regrets and coach others to do the same. A regret repeated, that's foolish. A regret that is used as a moment of wisdom is a regret worth having had experienced. The last piece of advice here, the fourth one, live your life with an obnoxious amount of gratitude that is directed at the people who've stood beside and behind you over the course of your journey and gotten you to where you are. No one, no one is alone on their journey. No one did it alone. No one is a genius in isolation. Everyone, no matter who you are, has had people encourage you, challenge you, push you, support you, hug you, love you, coach you, teach you, and each of us flourishes as a result of someone else. Each of us was taught to read by someone. Each of us received something of significance from someone of significance and seemingly nothing of loss to that person. I normally do not like the word they. I often find that disengaged and perpetually pessimistic people call out, well, they all the time. They did this to us. They are the reason for. They made me this unhappy. Come on. Well, in gratitude, they is the perfect word. And anytime I see people I admire point out the they's around them, I'm filled with warmth. When I give commencement addresses, I always wonder why all the adoration is given just to the graduates. I mean, all those people in the audience, while they are not making the choices directly contributing to the success of the individual who is graduating or for what they have achieved, 
Well, they certainly created the conditions. The they's in the audience held you when you were inconsolable as a baby. They changed you. They loved you. They made sacrifices for and with you. They are a huge reason that you are who you are. In your transition, it's really important to focus on those that got you there. The more confident and strong the leader, the more likely they were surrounded with people that were there when they fell, failed, were riddled with regret, and didn't know what to do. Then someone, some way, simply spoke words, modeled actions, or encouraged them to be awesome. Whoever you or they are, they need to know that you recognize that they made the impact on what they did. Why? They likely don't even know or think about it, and they will grow stronger when you take the risk to let them know how much they matter to you and how grateful you are to them. So the process. You ready? It's very simple. Give the people in your life these four reflective questions as they enter their transition. As a matter of fact, instead of writing a long note in a card or stepping aside and putting your arm around them and telling them how much you love them, type these four things out on a note card and hand it to them and then tell them that in a week you're going to call them and ask them to review these four prompts with you. This is a graduate, someone changing a job, teachers in the summer transition, especially in August. You ready? Prompt one, describe what frustrated you this year and how you will avoid that in the future. Analyze the opportunities you have this year and describe how you will take advantage of them. Identify a regret and explain how you will work to overcome that in the future. And last, list the people who've gotten you to this point. Now, You can change those words up however you want to, make them more specific, but give them four prompts around these areas. Make sure that they are thinking about where they've been, what they're going to do different, and finally, who helped them get there. It's pretty simple. Now, if I were to give that advice from the wisdom of my life over 52 years in a speech, well, I would tell all of the new graduates, the friends in transmissions, or those on a break, all the summer Megans out there, I would simply say this, Life is a series of storms, and each day I want you to stop doing things that frustrate you, take risks and try new things, attack your regrets so that you can grow, and look around at the people who help make you who you are, and simply say, thank you. So let's do some smart thinking. List what is frustrating you that you can stop. Describe a risk you should take. List all of the they's that deserve your gratitude. And a fourth one this week. List the people who you need to give these four prompts to to help them secure a stronger future. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please make sure to share and rate this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. This is a great podcast to give young people and people in life transitions so that they can reflect upon their journey and plan out a stronger future for themselves. As always, thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music, and please make sure to follow them on whatever platform you listen to music on. As I said before, life is a series of storms, and I have learned that. Many of these storms are very predictable. Life can be predictable, and seasons can be predictable. Like the state of Wisconsin that I live in, 
It has seasons, and many times they come upon us, and we act surprised. If you live in my state, it can be 80 degrees on Mother's Day one year, and the next year, it can be snowing on Mother's Day. And everyone always talks about the weather as if it never happened before. Life is much the same. And as our greatest kids are transitioning into this next season of their lives, as our friends are transitioning in their jobs, as teachers are home for the summer and transitioning into the next year, it's going to be filled with very predictable storms on our new journey. We know this, especially for those of us who are a little more seasoned. However, that does not give us the right to tell them how to live their lives. Instead, they need structures of encouragement. Young people need to hear from all of their theys in their lives. They need to hear the words of wisdom that are not our experiences, but our guidelines on how to achieve the life satisfaction that they so deserve. I was sent a TikTok the other day from a close friend with a note that said, this reminds me of how we parent our boys. It was a man walking through his yard talking about his daughter who had called him and she was in a bit of a pinch and needed some help. She asked if she could borrow some money until she got paid. His daughter was an adult and she hadn't lived at home for quite a while. And the dad said, so I vented her some money and she called him and told him that she was very grateful and that he was his hero. And he said simply to her, no worries, honey, I got you. He then looked into the camera with raw emotion and a dramatic pause and said, what do I exist for if not to help those that I love? Mic drop. I teared up, thought of all the people in my life that just offered up what they had to help me. And I would encourage you, as I close out this episode, to do the same. I mean, why do we exist if not to propel our loved ones, those we serve, those we work next to, or those we just met? It's what leaders do. We make deposits with no intent on repayment. And when we do that, we model to others the simple steps to great transition. A little frustration, rewarded risks, regrets addressed, and a feeling of gratitude towards those who ran alongside us into the storms that we faced. This song just seemed appropriate. Turn it up and have a great day. Welcome to your life. There's no Hands while the